0: To be in the house of God today? Amen. Man, we're happy to be here. And I wanted to just open the service and make a few announcements. Amen. As we just get started here today. Uh, want to <clears throat> welcome. Um, see, the, I better wait till they're in here. I don't see Sister Mom and her family in here yet, but no, they're. I think uh, okay, here here they come in here. No, that's actually not Sister Jean. That's my Aunt Connie, who only looks like my sister. It looks like Sister Jean, and that's her daughter Deborah, and um, and uh, who? Uh, there's someone else here. Is it your daughter? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rachel's sta- sitting right here behind uh, the how to shells. Amen. Happy to have them here uh, today. Also, uh, Sister Jean's neighbor, uh, Sister Evelyn, with us again. I just saw her looking right at her. Oh, she's sitting right there, Sister. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. You almost have to jump up and down to get my attention. Amen. Happy to have her here as well again in the house of the Lord with us. Amen. Sisters, yeah, okay, praise the Lord. God bless you. Don't know who this is, but praise the Lord. We're happy to have you here today. Also, Sister Sarah King and the family is here. Sister Sarah, turn a flip, jump, run. She's not in the sanctuary just yet, but we're happy to have her in. She's been in town, she's going to be working. Uh, helping with the camp and she brought her uh, tribe along to go to the camp so we're happy to have all of them here with us sister sarah's home folk amen there she comes amen praise the lord <laughs> everybody turn around and stare at her right there <laughs> so we're happy to have her here today amen with us as well um, i want to make just a few quick announcements before we turn brother tony loose because once you turn him loose there ain't no stopping him amen <laughs> But um, our midweek service for this coming week will be on Tuesday uh, as opposed to our normal Wednesday service. The reason being is because so many of our team members will be gone, headed to the camp to get set up. That's such a... uh, Herculean effort that it takes over there and it's a a big event and so this is only our second annual camp. I thought our first one was smashing in its success. The Lord blessed it mightily and so uh, this is our second annual camp and so so many will be gone on Wednesday. We're going to hold the midweek service on Tuesday and I'd like to be able to at the end of the service um, maybe gather everybody kind of in the old way of the way we used to do it, uh, before pandemic kind of gave us pause on that. <clears throat> but, um, hey, amen. We might just have to go back to that. Somebody mentioned it to me recently. I remember who it now who it was saying, my goodness, let's go back. Was that you, Caleb? Somebody mentioned it to me. and said, man, we need to go back and start gathering around the front again. And it's like, yeah, you got my vote. Amen. But the, uh, we would have never stopped it, but the plan demonic stopped it. And, uh, Amen. But we're not going to give credit to the devil. So we enjoy gathering around. And so we're going to do that this Tuesday night to pray for our young people that the Lord will come on the scene mightily. Amen. So quite naturally, you can imagine Brother Jason would certainly be expecting all of the parents, amen, to be involved in that this this coming Tuesday night. But it's a regular service, come one, come all. <clears throat> the There will be no live service here next Sunday on the 30th. The camp services, all of them, uh, should be live streaming. Uh, we have the, the stuff set up for that and we should be having a good even a better one than we had last year last year it wasn't all that great but uh, we've added some equipment hopefully that'll come out better this year i will be posting myself or brother matt will be posting a link to the bethel tabernacle whatsapp chat for the live streaming of the entire camp i would encourage everyone to hear it and be a be a a partaker of it, amen, not just a a spectator, but a partaker, amen, so we're looking forward to that. Um, Brother Brad submitted a praise report today to praise to our Lord for helping Rebecca and I find a nice place to live, helping us through the transition, we were all praying with them, amen, you remember that. God answers prayer, friends, my goodness, you start praying, prayer just changes everything, amen and uh, says uh, we found a nice place in helping us through the transition God be praised and just want to say how much I appreciate our ministry in Buford. me too amen. amen praise the name of the Lord. Amen. I want to give you a, a quick just a, a quick brief update uh, on our current where we are in the building phase now, As you know, we finished phase one. I think it looks amazing. And uh, phase two has been underway for a little while now. Brother Kenny was actually going to give uh, a presentation today, but we couldn't get that together. We didn't have enough uh, information for that. But what I would just like to kind of put as a a thought in your mind is that um, there has been activity going on behind the scenes almost like it's almost like the silence under the seventh seal there's a you don't look like a lot's going on but a lot's happening behind the scenes amen and uh but this is this is the uh the unsung parts where all the brothers are working behind the scenes and there's planning there's plans there's meetings with the city which we've had there's permits that have to be gotten there's there's drawings there's architectural there's engineering stamps and this all has to go about and then you have to you just have to go at the pace that you can and uh, I just want you to know lest you think nothing's been happening Uh, Quite a bit has actually already been accomplished, and we've also been saving money. The trustees felt like that they wanted to get at least to the $50,000 range before we start. That's not going to build our second phase, but I have every confidence That once we get, once the people start seeing that again, then a spirit to give. You've already been giving. It's been accumulating. And all of your stuff that you send in weekly has been, uh, you know, inching it up and up and up. And we should have that threshold met. In fact, as we're probably there now. And uh, so that's enough to get us started, but we're still working on uh, some plans and some engineering and, and the permits from the city. So just keep that in prayer that the Lord will, uh, you know, keep that moving forward. It is going forward. So I just want to make that announcement to you. Now, I want to come to another announcement, my final announcement, um, I'm not going to minister today. Uh, we have Brother Joe Howdeshell who's going to carry the service for us today. And um, I had a little bit of a troubling symptom this morning. As you all know the history that I've dealt with uh, with a heart situation, I feel perfectly fine. It was just a mild symptom, and I did a, 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 an ECG on my on my watch, which um, Sister Meredith and Brother Andrew felt just enough caution with the accompanying symptom, which was really just heartburn. And the reason that's a symptom for me is because I don't, I don't ever get heartburn, ever. And so I indigestion, and that's a different thing. That's, that was the telltale sign when I first started having problems. That is not back. <clears throat> I haven't had that. All is good. I'm exercising fine. I have no problem with it whatsoever, but this morning I had a terrible uh, bout of the, of heartburn and I couldn't get it to stop, and that's what was alarming, and then they looked at uh, the ECG and said, and that's only one lead because a watch, as technically savvy as it is, is only one lead, so they recommended I go to get a 12 lead. I did, I <clears throat> went right to the fire department right behind my house. They took me right in, EMTs, and everything was normal. They said everything looked good, and there, there was no nothing that concerned them at all. Brother Andrew conferred with the, he, they actually knew each other, the EMT, and they conferred, and they said nothing jumped out at them at all. Everything looked good. Brother Andrew's words were, it looks very good. So I feel perfectly fine, but just as a, As a matter of caution and as a a better part of wisdom, uh, they both recommended that I not minister today and get through the weekend, take it easy. Maybe the Lord knew I just needed some more rest. I have been very tired and I've been going just uh, almost at a supernatural pace this entire year. And it's been quite unusual to me, I will assure you. I promise you, I've only taken the meetings that I have felt led to take and I have disregarded many other invitations but then we've, I've also had a lot of of unscheduled stuff tucked in. I've had to leave town and go preach funerals. I've had to leave town and uh, for my wife's parents, and and uh, we just got back from that. And so you know, there's probably been a half a dozen unscheduled trips tucked in between all of the many scheduled uh, meetings that I've taken this year. Haven't taken so many since my days of evangelizing. Amen. And so it's, uh, it's caught up to me. Maybe the Lord knew I needed to rest today. Maybe it's all of the above. Maybe Brother Joe's got something and I'm going to be listening for what the Lord has for me today. Now, you need to take that as a personal challenge to say, Lord, what do you have for me today? Because I know that there are no accidents. There are only god amen. And so we're looking forward to that today. So I'm going to be right here on the platform pulling hard. Amen. And, and, uh, me and brother Luther, we get a, we get an echo of amens going and then, and then brother Joe comes over here in his shouting corner and, and brother Charles and different ones of y'all, some of y'all are, are more loud than others. And I wish all of you were more loud than each other. Amen. So, amen. I love to a good pull on the word of God. And I just wanted to say that to you personally, so you can see that I am totally fine. Feel- Perfectly fine, uh, and this is just kind of uh, uh, taking a better safe than sorry. But the Lord knows all about it. Amen. 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 So God bless you today. Amen, brother Anthony. Come lead us. Amen. Praise the Lord, brother. God Praise bless you. Lord. God bless you.
1: This is I'm mean, happy to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing, This is my desire. This is my desire to all. My desire. This is my desire. Sing to honor. Lord with all I give you i oh.
2: planted it down in there. It's growing and growing. One of these days Amen. you'll go home. Amen. Amen. I have a couple of special uh, prayer requests. My son who's had lots of trouble in this life. Um, we've been in communication with him three or four times a day for the last week and a half, two weeks or so helping him through some things. Um, evidently he caught a flu bug or something. He's really just doing up quite a bit. Some of you know his history, but um, we read scriptures with him every night, and um, he just he's going through a dark time. So um, I'm believing nothing but good, the Amen. best. Amen. 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 And I have uh, my oldest daughter's husband, His name is Jake. His mom just got diagnosed with breast cancer. Her name is Angela Heth. I don't think she's 50 years old. I don't know what her age is. It doesn't matter. But we want to remember her in prayer. They both live in Montana. If you have an unspoken request, or something on your heart this morning. God sees that. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I love you this morning. What a comfort, Lord, that we could just come to you, lay down all of our burdens, Father. All of our care because you care for us, Lord. I see the hands lifted in this congregation, Father, the hearts beating, expecting you to bless and to answer prayer, Father. And you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. You have never failed. You have never lost. We love you this morning. Bless those that are streaming. Continue to bless the service. Bless the ministering of your word, the greatest form of worship. I love you. I pray for my son. Oh, God. What you are doing. I thank you, Father. For Sister Angie Hath, Lord. Father, cancer is just that a cancer, the demon. I lift up the name of Jesus Christ against this thing. Amen. Lord, you said you'd raise a standard, and it's your bride raising your word to you. Lord, expecting you to fulfill that promise that you made. Bless her now. Bless my son also. Bless the tithes and offerings. Bless the cheerful giver, Father. We love you this morning. We're expecting, and we thank you that you will meet every expectation we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand.
1: Amen. 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 I'm the QG, amen. <laughs> Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all my sin and shame in love. I many going to be happy when we get on the other side. Amen? Amen. 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 John Lennon, check a hand. Amen. Come on, my brother. Amen.
3: Praise the Lord. going to try this song. I had a request for it. of diamonds mountains of gold you or me peace when we're sleeping or a conscience that's free a heart that's contented oh a satisfied mind These are the treasures money can't buy. But if you have Jesus, there's more wealth in your soul. Diamonds, our mountains of gold. If you have Jesus, there's more wealth in your soul than acres of diamonds or mountains of gold. diamonds or mountains of gold
4: traveler beat down from the storms you have weather feels like this road might go on forever. carry on keep on giving Keeps on taking. Tired heart is on the edge of breaking. Carry on. Weary travel. Heaven's healing's gone
1: few people that I recognize and a few people I've seen before, amen, but there's a couple over here. I don't know you guys' name. God bless you, amen. Amen. What is your name, brother? Alan. All right, God bless you, amen. And Jane, nice to meet you. Brother Raymond, amen. God bless you, amen. Is there any other visitors, amen? We greatly appreciate you, amen. God bless you, amen. How many is ready for the word? Amen. Let us stand. Amen. Let's sing because he lives this Brother Joe comes. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because he lives, I can fail.
5: to praise the Lord about this morning, don't we? We have a risen Savior. He's not in the grave this morning. Is that right? We're here this morning on Sunday to honor that resurrection. We're the most privileged people on the face of this earth. You know, the whole world is just a desert. They don't know which way to turn. They've got bombs in the hangars with the fueled up, ready to go. Jets on the runways and... Ships out in the ocean. The whole world seems like it's going insane. Amen. But I'm so glad that we have an oasis that we can run to. Amen. Amen. In a dry and desert land. Amen. Do you know that song, Sister? Oh, God, he's my oasis. You're my oasis. I'll just try to sing it a cappella and
6: y'all just jump in. Try. Give me a D. Maybe that. Oh, God. You're my oasis, and in dry places you make flowers grow. Oh, God, you're my oasis, and where your grace is, living waters flow. Let's try it one more time. Oh, God, you're my oasis. And in dry places, you made flowers grow. Oh, God, you're my One more time. Oh, God, you're my oasis. In dry places, you make flowers.
5: I'm so glad this morning we have an oasis, amen. If you have your Bibles while you're standing, we'll go ahead and read a verse of Scripture. Matthew chapter 16, verse, we'll just start with verse uh, 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. This was the answer to the question that Jesus gave him. Amen. Who do men say that I am? Some say you're John the Baptist, Elias. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's bow our heads, Heavenly Father, Lord, as we stand here so thankful, Lord, for your blessings and thanking you, Lord, that we're here for another opportunity, Lord, to stand and to minister to your people, Lord, the precious purchase of your blood, Lord, is, Lord so unworthy, Lord, of anything that you would give us, Lord, but we stand here, Father, with open arms and open hearts, Lord, ready to receive your word, oh God. And Lord, let it not just come into us, Lord, but flow through us, O oh God. Come in and, and grow, Lord, that we can proclaim this gospel to others, Lord, and show it to our brothers and sisters, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. Now, just as a little uh, foundation here, and I wanted to, to read this scripture because what uh, many people think that the Church of uh, uh, the Catholic Church was built upon Peter, because it says, "And thou art Peter." But we know that Jesus wasn't saying the Church is built on a man. Amen. But when He asked Him, who do, you, "Who do men say that I am?" He said, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." He said, "Upon this rock, the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, that's where I'll build my church." See, it's the revelation. And so that's the very foundation. We have to go all the way back to the very foundation if you want to start off right. Yeah. So now Jesus is telling Peter, he says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Right. Now, I don't know about you and, the, and the, the title of this sermon this morning is the tactics of warfare. All right. yeah. But I've never seen a gate ever attack anybody. Amen. A gate is a fortification. Yeah. So what is Jesus referring to when he's talking to Peter here? That the gates of hell won't prevail against you. Right. Amen. Or it won't prevail against this revelation. Amen. See? So what is the gates of hell, all right? So in our bodies, in our lives, and, and, and all that we have, are strongholds that, that when we're born again of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit comes in and our life is changed. Yep. But there's a little bit of something that's left in there. Now, why don't we turn to 2 Corinthians 10, and we'll read about what Paul says here. Now I, Paul, beseech myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence and base among you, but being absent and bold toward you, but I beseech ye that I may not be bold when I'm present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, right. which think to us we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Right. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Right. See? Now, when he says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, that means it's not psychology. You can't get a self help book to make you better. It might make you a better citizen or a better Democrat or a a better Republican or whatever it will be, but it's not going to pull down those strongholds in your life. There's only one thing that'll do that, and that is the weapons that God has provided for you this day. They're not carnal. And also, the strongholds are not your brother and sister. (laughs) <laughs> we don't try to tear down one another but we try to build each other up amen, amen. as Paul was saying I, I may not be bold when I, I don't want to come and do these things with confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us we walk according to the flesh for though we walk in the flesh we don't war after the flesh right. what he's saying we have to live in these bodies in these pest houses that we have Oh, we don't live according to the flesh of this world. We've got an answer this morning. Oh, my. We've got an empty grave that we can look to because he lives. Now we have an oasis, amen, that we can run to, get a cool drink of water, amen. Now, we want to talk about that, how that... And, and, all right, let's go ahead to Ephesians 6, and I'm just going to cover this right fast, and we'll, we'll go ahead and read that one. Ephesians 6, 10. Keep your Bibles in your laps this morning. Did you bring your sword with you? <laughs> oh, my, we don't go into battle without a sword, do we? Amen. This is your weapon this morning. Amen. We're going to find out exactly what, the, what weapons that we need. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand... Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, we got to have the truth. You can't walk in error. You got to have the truth. That's the foundation. You can have all kind of ideas about things, feel good stories or whatever, but you better have the truth. And that's something that's something that is so they can't even nail down what truth is anymore. They can't even tell you what a man and a woman is anymore. I saw they, when they were um, interviewing the woman to be the, the, uh, the uh, Supreme Court. Yeah. Yes. A woman who's going to be um, deciding the, the cases that's going to impact all of our lives in the, yeah. in the nation. Amen. And they asked her, what is the definition of a woman? Yep. Amen. And here she is, a woman, calls herself one. She said, I can't even tell you that is not a politically expedient Amen. and that same argument is going was going in Jesus day yeah. when he's talking to Pilate and Pilate said what is truth so these philosophers have been doing this for years wow. trying to obscure the lines and and blur the lines between right and wrong yeah. good and evil what's up is down now what's down is up and the Bible tells us that it would be that way in this right? day yeah. that they would call good evil and evil good. Yeah. And if you stand for what's right, you're considered a bigot and a hater. Yeah. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. But every time that there's ever a battle, so we want to go back to the battlefield, the tactics of warfare. So, Brother Branham, he typed when they went into the promised land. A lot of folks think, well, that's when we die and go to heaven, but that's not what he typed it as. When they entered into Canaan land, that was receiving the Holy Ghost. Yeah. They had to fight for every inch of ground that they had. Amen. But now, any time that a, that a nation invades another nation and we see what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, that every time that even though there's an a, a, a overwhelming force that'll take it. And I think about in, in the days of, uh, of when Germany attacked Poland and attacked France and attacked Russia and the different nations and took them over. They had little groups in those, every one of those areas. And in Russia, they had the partisans, which was, um, they were like guerrilla warfare. They would like blow up the rail lines. They would, um, they would try to do everything they could to, uh, to slow down the advance of, of the enemy. That was called a pocket of resistance. And any time that ever happens is always it's there to just worry and agitate it. It doesn't really do a whole lot in the scheme of the war. But it does help behind the lines if they need a bridge blown or, or to interrupt the supply line. And see, that's the same as you and I. When we receive the Holy Ghost, He comes in an overwhelming force. But see, there's still some things left in us. Little pockets of resistance is left. Little partisans, in the, and the French call it the French resistance. And they were, well, they, they were well-trained, well-equipped. And they had a purpose. Yeah. And that purpose was to disrupt the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the pockets of resistance in us is, is demon powers. All right. It's, it's the, the old man, the old devil that's still in there. Yeah. Yeah. And even when they took the, the promised land, they still had the Jebusites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites. Amen. That they had to fight each one of them, although they were in the promised land. Wow. And just because you receive the Holy Ghost does not mean that you're immune from battles. Amen. Doesn't mean that you're immune from these, these uh, pockets of resistance in your life. Amen. Amen. And in each one of these little strongholds that's in your life is the enemy. And he can stay there and he can send out little forces. Yeah. Send out strike teams, strike parties, and disrupt everything in your life. A lot of times, men, he'll, that little pocket of resistance called lust, he'll send out a strike team. Amen. And the next thing you know, he said, cut off your supply line. Wow. Wow. Amen. Brother Branham asked Paul Rader one time. He preached like 2,000 messages in a row. He said, how do you do it? He said, as long as I don't get a kink in the hose. Wow. It just flows right on down. Wow. Let me tell you something. The devil's here to put a kink in your hose this morning. Wow in any way that he can. Amen. If it's with your job, if it's with finances, if it's with your family, if it's with somebody at church, maybe, maybe you thought they said a little something and it hurt your feelings. See, God, the, the devil's always there to try to put something between you and that supply line from God. We don't need to get that hose kinked up this morning. Young people, if you're listening to me, Let me tell you something, that supply line ain't in Facebook, it ain't in TikTok, and it ain't in whatever the mother's media platforms are. Uh Let me tell you something I just heard too, and I didn't know this, that that TikTok thing comes from China, and they they actually program an algorithm. Uh And the algorithm that their children have in China is how to be a better person, how to achieve at school, how to do this, that, and other. But the algorithm they program for the United States is absolute foolishness. It's sexual, it's dancing, it's it's, it's, it's jokes and practical jokes. To corrupt the minds of the young people. Don't you think Satan ain't on the war? He's on his job this morning. I had no idea that they could do that. There's certain algorithms. Let me tell you something, the devil's got an algorithm. He knows exactly. He's using those programs. Uh I don't believe all that's the mark of the beast, but i tell you what, um, the devil can certainly use it. Yeah. He can use anything. Uh-huh. We've got to stay focused on the Lord. Amen. 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 I like Facebook, my face in this book. Amen. <laughs> that's my Facebook. <laughs> I've got Facebook, but let me tell you, it's just, it's just, if I can't say nothing on it, that's going to encourage you or that's going to edify or lift up the name of God, I'm not going to put it on there. Amen. You know, a lot of folks say, well, we don't even need it at all. Well, let let, me tell you something. It's it's here, and it ain't going nowhere. So I can wish it away, or I can just learn how to, what is that, manage it. See, we have to deal with these things in life. And let me tell you something. Just because you might cut off the Internet to your kids... They're going to find a way, if they want to, to find something. Amen. Older people, too. Yeah. 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 Amen. If you've got it in your heart, you can take a man out of the city and put him in the middle of the Rocky Mountains somewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Won't see another woman, won't see a bottle of whiskey, won't see a marijuana joint, no. but it's still in his heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even though he's isolated away from it, yeah. right. it doesn't matter. He's still got it there. And as soon as he gets around it, boom, picks it right back up again. You see men in prison all the time. They go to prison, they can't get it, but it doesn't take away the desire. See? What we need this morning is a, is a heart change. Back in my, back in my wild and woolly days as a young man, I used to listen to a rock group, and uh, I hate to even call the name of them, but they were gu- Guns N' Roses, and they had a... a, a, a uh, album called Appetite for Destruction. But uh-huh. yeah. well, I'm so glad this morning, God changed my appetite. Amen. Amen. I don't have an appetite for those things. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter what if you take it away from if they've still got the appetite, Amen. they're still gonna crave it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta change the appetite.
7: That's
5: right. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Help me, Lord, this morning. Oh my. But here's what you got to do. Here's what the enemy wants to do. And this is a military cut off the beans, bullets, band-aids, and then you get the bad guys. Yeah. Beans is the food. Yeah. Bullets is the ammunition. Band-aids is the medical supplies. Yeah. Right. Let me tell you something. That's a tactic of warfare. Yeah. Yeah. That's a three B, four B's. Right. Beans, bullets, band-aids, and bad guys. Y'all will always remember that for the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> you see, we got to do that. Yeah. Right. We've got to cut the enemy off too. You see, this resistance works in both ways. Oh my. we got to cut their supply line off. Oh Whatever it is in your heart that's feeding that thing, cut it off. Amen. Amen. Jesus said if your eye feeds you, plug it out. Amen. Now, that's a metaphor. <laughs> we all know what a metaphor is. But also, it could be a medical terminology. Yeah. Because if you get gangrene in your finger, you better cut it off. Yeah. Because it's going to poison your whole body. Yeah. If you get in the military, a lot of times in the army in the Civil War, they get gangrene in the arm or leg. Yeah. Cut it off. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what Jesus was referring to. If it offends you, if it's going to kill you, you better get rid of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. If you stop by, brother, at a little convenience store and there's a there's a uh, sweet eyed young lady in there that bats her eyes at you every time you come in there and buy that coke and pack of nabs. That's what we call it, pack of nabs, yeah. cheese crackers. <laughs> And you start, and you start kind of liking that attention. Uh-oh. You start kind of liking that attention. Yeah. You better stay. It. <laughs> you better take you another route yep. Right. Yep. If you start getting on the internet and you start seeing things that are that algorithm that's popping up, uh-huh. you better cut the thing off. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Let me tell you something, because what it's going to do is, is it's going to cause you and I'm speaking from experience. We've all dealt with this mess. Amen. What it does is it causes you to start craving after that mess. Uh-huh. It's dopamine that's released in your brain. It's a, right. it's a physical thing that's actually going yeah. on. Yeah. It's an it's a instant, immediate reward right. to what you're looking at. It's, it's a drug. Yeah. You can actually get addicted to these things. Yeah. And people do get addicted. Yeah. Yeah. Is this all right this morning? Yeah. 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 But let me tell you something. The devil ain't playing paintball. He ain't playing flag football. He's playing for keeps. He wants you. He wants me. He wants my children. He he would love nothing better than to see this church completely gone. Because we're standing in his way. This bride in this world is standing. The only thing holding him back. It's the only thing holding that incarnate devil from standing on this earth. And being worshipped as God. The incarnate Satan will be standing in shoe leather is what we call it. I mean the incarnate devil will be. But the incarnate God will too. That's you and I. You want to see Jesus this morning? Just look Just look at your neighbor. Oh, if we could just see Jesus in each other. Let me tell you something. I want to see Jesus when I look in the mirror. I don't want to see the old man. Oh, my. I love that song, the old man is dead.
7: Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. oh God. I want, to, I want him to die. I want him to be buried and rotten and never come up again. Yeah. Amen. That old man. Yeah. Amen. I don't want to just put on a, a, a chain, turn over a new leaf this morning. Put on a new suit of clothes. I want to exchange my life for his life. Yeah. And The only way I know to do that is die to myself. Yeah, yeah. Amen. I was talking the other morning about prayer, how that we, we say prayer and, and we say things and it's like, well, it's a wish list. Well, bless me and give me this and give me that. Oh, oh, Lord, give me a Mercedes Benz. All my friends have them. I don't pray that. But sometimes that's what prayer becomes. But what prayer really is, it's a relationship. It's a dying out of you and a letting him come in more. It's a conversation with the Lord. It's talking to Him. Oh, God, search my heart. First off, God, I'm acknowledging You as Lord of my life. I'm putting aside everything. I'm shutting out all the voices. I'm shutting out all the things in this world that takes my time away from You. Lord, I want to listen to You this morning. What do You have to tell me? Can we find time in the morning to do that? Oh, just for a little while. I know we worked and we got things, but just spend a little bit of moment just quietly alone. Like Brother Jason was saying, before you grab your phone, before you turn on the the weather or anything else, just pick up your Bible and say, Lord, what would you have me to read this morning? What would you have me to say to to read this morning and to take it my, oh, God, I read your word now. Watch over that word in my heart. Hide it, oh, God. Let it grow within me. Lord, let me say something today that will edify your kingdom. God, take away everything in me that's not like you. Amen. Let me hate what you hate and love what you love, Lord. Amen. I know you're going to give me all the things that I need. I'm not even asking for that. But, oh, God, as Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. So, Lord, give me all that I have need of. Yeah. Yes. Amen. But I love you. Just have a communion with him. Yes. Yes. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you want to grow with God, you read your Bible and you pray every day. Yeah. Right. I'm not up here to tell you some great swelling thing. That's the most simple thing that you can do. And the devil will keep you from it every time. He'll get you so busy. And if he can't get you busy, he'll get you depressed. He'll get you mad about something. He'll get you anxious about something. He'll do everything that he can to keep you away from God's word. My. There's a blessing in brokenness, you know that. How would you know how God feels about sin? How would Hosea have known if his wife hadn't gone went off so many times? And he had to go get her. He was hurt. He wanted to divorce Israel because of what they did. But he said, look at what, I, look at what I'm putting up with, Hosea. I'm sorry you've got to go through this, but this is what I'm dealing with yeah. every day. And his wife would sell herself into, into sexual sin. And he would have to go buy her back yeah. every time. And that's how sometimes we have to go through things to know. How would we ever know what sin, how God failed until we we had to to, uh, deal with heartache? We've got to go through pain and struggles in life. That's the same thing that God feels every time you and I fail. Mm -hmm. Every time we sin, He said it in His Word. Amen. Amen. But there's a blessing in that, that we can grow. Amen. Now, I want to talk in just a minute about letting them spirits in. And I said this before. But now, and I want to say this as a, before I get started, if you have a cat, this ain't nothing against you. (laughs) I'm not saying you can't have cats. I like cats. I like them outside. (laughs) But they're all right. They're Fluffy and furry. My son, he loves cats, Seth. He loves every cat he sees. So don't get me wrong. This is just an allegory. Yeah. It's a big word, ain't it? Yeah. This is an allegory. I had said metaphor a minute ago. It's an allegory. So one time we moved into this house, and we we inherited a cat. Uh, no fault of our own, just like we're born in this life in, in sin. Mm-hmm. No fault of our own. That's just the card we're dealt, Right. right. So this cat's name was Snowball. Should have been Fury or Demon or something else, but it was Snowball. And the people that had the house before us let the cat in all the time. And and there's one thing I found out about a cat. And if you laugh, you'll know I'm telling the truth. If you ever let him in one time, you won't never get him to stay out again. That's the truth. If you ever let him in and pet him and got him on your lap, he thinks he's entitled, then he's got a right to come in. He'll climb your screen. He'll cry at the door. He'll get up in the windowsill. He'll do all kind of things, and you're like, hey, you ain't coming in. Because Snowball will come in, and he had a bad habit of scratching up the furniture. Didn't know how to use a litter box. And see, there's a, there's a thing about having cats in your house that maybe you may not know it, because when you smell it long enough, you don't smell it anymore. Right. Yeah. But everybody else that comes over can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> I can walk into somebody's house. It's usually a lady. And, um, <laughs> and I, can, I know she's got cats. Yep. I don't have to see a hairball. I don't have to see a toy, a litter ball, I just know she because I can smell it. Mm-hmm. And that's like you and I. Oh. If you let something in your life, oh you might hide it a little while. Oh. But let me tell you something. People that's, you know, not that close to you, like, there's something kind of wrong with Brother Steve right now. Yeah. He ain't acting the way he used to act. See, you start, you don't even realize it, but there's something going on in your life. You start kind of emitting little vibes. Especially if you're spiritual, you can pick up on things like that. Well, you know, I just don't understand. There's something going on. But the ones that you got to really worry about, and then them, I could pray for Brother Steve and say, well, Lord, there's something going on. But it's the ones that got them cats, and these are the ones that, that get me because I've never seen this before growing up. But people can have cats, and you don't even know they got them. They're clean, no smell at all. They vacuum, no hair, nothing else. And that's just wonderful. But let me tell you something. What if that's a demon in your life that's like that? And you can hide it so well that nobody else ever knows it. See, there's a spirit that you let in. Now, you might get fed up with um, Garfield and you want to toss him out. Well, he's going to try to get back in every time. That's just like a spirit. If you cast that, you, maybe you come to church, you hear the preaching of the gospel, that thing's been bothering you, boom, it's gone. Uh-huh. But Jesus said that when a devil is cast out of a man, it walks in dry places. That's right. Now, dryness and wetness, the only thing I can figure is that water represents humanity, seas and waters. So it didn't have anybody else to go into. So he's just walking around. Uh-huh. But then he said, now I find my house is well swept where I just came from. And he goes back in and brings more with him. Now, there's something else about a cat. If you ever have one, you ain't never got one. You're going to end up with two, three, four, five. I've seen it so many times. It happens every time. You feed one, you're going to have 15 before you And then they're going to be calling you the crazy cat lady in the neighborhood. (laughs) I've lived through it, so I know what I'm talking about. I ain't up here just telling you stories. I'm telling you, history. <laughs> Unfortunately. And so that old cat, he would run as soon as we would open the door. And see, that's what you do. You, sometimes you, oh, you ain't coming in, but you might crack that door just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look at that little website, but then oh, wow. it'll pop up and you crack that door just a little bit. Yeah. Boom. Boy, you talk about fast. Yeah. Yeah. They'll come in between your legs and they're gone just like that right there. And now you got it to deal with. How you gonna get him? So it run under the bed and we had carpet. And how you gonna get that cat? He's under that bed, he's like looking at you, got claws, you know. (laughs) And it's just like if you want to get rid of him, now you might call somebody to come in and get say, I need this demon gone. Well now you've you've called the preacher, you've called another brother to come. Now that thing's gonna be, it's gonna be fighting like crazy to get out from under that bed. Especially if you grab by the tail. You ain't never seen a fight. It's going to dig its claws into that carpet and it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. See? That's good, man. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Y'all just think about your own life for a minute now. Yeah. Yeah. You think about the things that you've let into your life. Oh, yeah. Cigarettes, yeah. chewing tobacco, yeah. alcohol. You know, movies, all kind of It's music. Yeah, oh, let's right. not even talk about music. Right. Or let, let me rephrase that. What they call music this yeah, day. Oh, yeah. that's right. Beats. All right. It's all I hear is a beat. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Let me tell you something. The devil uses that stuff. Yeah, sure if you don't think he uses music to get the young people, you're naive.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. that's right.
5: So now, you try to get the cat out, and you've called somebody to come help you, and they help you get it out. I try to get rid of this thing. Brothers, I need you to pray for me, and they help you get it out. But here's what happens a lot of times. You walk outside. Maybe you're walking around the house, and I don't even know what time I started, brother. I got I to gotta try to finish this up. Come on, and you're outside. See, now, now you've walked out a little bit. You're like, well, I don't really feel like going to church tonight. It's Wednesday. It's, it's Wednesday. It's raining. So-and-so is supposed to be preaching. I sure don't want to go hear him. Brother Tony ain't going to be there. The Lee's singing. Y'all laughing because you know it's the truth. But then what happens? You go outside and and that cat's out there. Oh, he's so sweet. He comes up to you rubbing your leg. Got that little tail up in there. Turns that motor on. He's rubbing up against your leg. First thing you do, oh, little sweet little kitty. Start rubbing him, pet him, pick him up. Oh, I'll just take you in for a little while. See? Right back at it again. There you go again. How many's ever done that before in the spiritual life? <laughs> I'm, I'm done with that thing, and then there it is again. Bring it right back in again. Mm. But you know what? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know the best way to keep a cat out of your house? Get you a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Branham typed the dog is the Holy Spirit. Come on, yeah. Remember that old prospector? He had that, ho- he had that dog. Yeah. And he kept warning him, waking him up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Finally, he he got rid of it, didn't he? But why don't we get the Holy Spirit in our hearts, amen? And every time that cat tries to get, he'll chase him right out of the house again, amen? He'll watch over you. I pray, God, watch over your word in my heart. Keep me from evil, Lord. Lead me not into temptation. Oh, God, deliver me from evil. Mm. That's where I want to be. So now we got to arm ourselves properly and we got to take up, have our loins girt about with truth. Wherefore, taking your whole armor of God, back in Ephesians 6, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness, oh God, sanctify me. Righteousness means right living. If I live a holy life, shun the wrong and do the right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. We've got to live right. We can't just put on, That's right. can't just come to church and, and well, I've, I've done all I need to do, and, and then rest of the week you live like any old thing you want to. Wow. They say there's plenty of churches out there that will let you do that. Amen. Well, you can do it here, but you ain't going to grow. Yes. And on top of that, you're going to hinder the rest of us. Because yes. let, let me tell you something, I have purposed in my heart to not be here <laughs> when, that, when the Lord comes. Yes. I, I, I want to go with Him. When that fire falls, I want to go. Amen. Y'all got quiet. Not be here at church. I meant be here. when. My mind was thinking faster than my, than my mouth could go. That's a, that's a common problem with me. I stutter. And, oh, my. I eat shoe leather a lot of times. Anybody ever, ever stuck your foot in your mouth? Speaking of that, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I want it shod Amen. with the preparation. Amen. I want peace to come out of my mouth. Amen. Not fighting, Amen. not not fussing and carrying on and, and worrying about Democrat and Republican. who cares? Amen. Let me tell you something. they so worried about the red and the blue states it's like the crew members of the Titanic rearranging the deck chairs. Amen. Well, they need to go over here no they need to go over what there is all going down? Man. Amen. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye are ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, I read that back then, you know, we see in the, in the pictures they had shields of, of iron. But a lot of times it was wooden shields. And they would coat them with leather. And they would soak them in water. And that was to, when they shot those fiery arrows at them, it would quench those arrows. You ever heard that? Amen. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen. Now, I want to tell you something else. I was reading about David. Y'all might have heard of him, David and Goliath. And so, but, you know, we all face giants in our life, don't we? Sure. That, that was a classic, that was a warfare battle. They started trash-talking each other. I'll feed you, your, the buzzer's going to eat you, and this, that, and I'll, you know, whatever. And so it was just a good old-fashioned you know, throw down. And so, what did what did David do? He picked up that stone, and he and he lodged it. Let me tell you something: a little hundred pound, hundred ten pound guy sling. I don't care how fast he could have slung that rock, would not have killed Goliath. It, it would have. He would have bounced off of him. You're talking about a ten foot, eleven foot, twelve foot guy. Yeah. That's not going to do anything. But let me tell you something that happens, and that's in your life also. Yeah. When you come up against something that you just can't get over. You come against a mountain or a giant in your life that that you just can't get past it. You can't defeat it. When that thing comes in your life, and and try this the next time. But when that thing comes up and that temptation comes, you just say, oh, God, just like David picked up that stone. And a stone is a sign of judgment. It's also a symbol of memorial. So, God, I'm not strong enough to fight this battle okay first off David said the battle's not mine but Lord I give it to you God it's your battle But when that thing comes up in your life you put that stone of faith of of judgment and of a memorial of what God has done for you you think about that stone that they laid in front of the tomb that they sealed they thought they had him Satan thought he had him let me tell you something on Sunday morning the angel rolled that stone away Lord I take that stone Satan thought he had you but you are the risen Savior this morning. I don't have any strength in my life. I don't have any strength of my own because the weapon is not of warfare is not carnal. So, God, I can't fight it just on my own. I can't read self-help books. I can't read this book or that book. God, I need you to fight this battle for me. Let me tell you something. When David took up that, that rock and he gave the battle to God, when that stone left that sling I could imagine that it sounded like a 30-06 breaking the sound barrier when it went there and it hit that giant and knocked him right on his back and he cut his head off. And that's the same thing that will happen to you because you don't have any strength of your own. But our Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it. Then they're safe. Amen. That's the truth. Mm, mm, mm. Now, Ephesians 5, 15 tells us that we're to walk circumspectly. How many of you knows what circumspectly means? I had to look it up. I've always, you know, nobody knows what circumspectly means. Got, that's a military terminology. They'll tell you when you're walking on patrol, keep your head on a swivel. That's what it means. Look up the word circum- means. Taking account of everything that is around you, above you, down below you. Being ready at any time for the devil to come. Amen. So you walk with your head on a swivel. You're looking this way. You're looking that way. Amen. 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 We don't need to get caught off guard. Oh my, I think I've already covered that pretty good. Now, actually, let's go ahead and go to Acts 2.36. Acts 2.36. We usually read 2.38, but I just want to stop at 2.36 for just a moment. Is this okay this morning? Amen. About five, ten more minutes. Amen. Acts 2.36, and this is after Peter, the day of Pentecost. And he's preaching to these people. I mean, he's letting it go. Yeah. And this is what he says. He says, Therefore... Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, here's the one I want you to get. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Amen. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, hold that place and turn to Ezekiel eleven nineteen. Can you do that real fast? I'll turn with you. I hear some pages turning. If the brother can get it up there, Ezekiel, he can probably do it faster than I can. Ezekiel eleven nineteen. Some of you may already know where I'm going. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh. So they had a stony heart. All right? All of us have stony hearts until God comes in and performs surgery on us. Now, here's the thing that I want you to see. Hold that. All right, now go back to Acts. Now I want you to go over to Acts 7. It's just two pages over if you have a Schofield. (laughs) Acts 7 and what is it? Fifty. 54, and, and Stephen is preaching a Holy Ghost sermon right here. Amen. He was preaching and just kind of, he was kind of extolling them and telling them about the things about Egypt and, 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 and Moses and Abraham. But then something happens, and the Holy Ghost takes over. I've read this scripture so many times, you know exactly when the Holy Ghost takes over, and Stephen stops talking. That's right here in 48. I'm sorry, 51. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do you. Which of, the, which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have, now, have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept. When they heard these things, they were cut to their heart, and they gnashed on them with their teeth. See, there was a difference when Peter preached to that 3,000. Because they, they were genuine believers. Amen. They said, well, what must we do to be saved? It was a different circumstance for these Pharisees. They didn't, all they were doing was trying to find a way to accuse Stephen and, and to kill him. See, they still had those stony hearts. But the other ones were open. They had their hearts. They had a heart of flesh. God had already started dealing with him. See, he starts on both ends. He starts working over here. Then he had Peter stand up full of the Holy Ghost preaching. And the Bible says, now I'm going to use an allegory, he took that sword of the Spirit. And what is that, the Word? And he, and he stuck it right to their hearts. Now what that did, when they were pricked to their heart, it cut away all the, all the old uh, ideas and all the old denominationalism. It cut away all the fleshism and all the traditions and it went straight to the heart and it pricked it. And they were, oh God, we receive it. And 3,000 men were added to the church in one day. But there's something different that happened when Stephen was preaching it because the Bible says they were cut to their heart. And after it cut through the traditions and cut through everything, And it cut through all their ideas and their man-made creeds. There was nothing else there but a stony heart. And it was revealed to them. They knew he was telling the truth. It reminds me of that young girl that that rejected everything that Brother Branham tried to get her to do. He tried to get her to stop going to the dances. Tried to get her to quit running around with these boys. And she said, oh, she went down to another church and he said it was okay. Let me tell you something. Anything you want to do in life, you can find somebody that will tell you it's okay to do it. She kept going down to that little old church. And before you know it, she got a venereal disease. for running around and sleeping around. And ended up dying in the hospital and what happens when the devil's got you and he knows he's got you she was dying and that demon said I've done my job I don't have to stick around so that all that anointing that she had and it just pulled off of her and then she knew her eyes were open and she told that preacher she said you deceive her yeah, yeah, yeah. you deceived me because there was nothing in her heart everything had been cut away it had been stripped away And there was nothing left now but judgment for her. And she realized it. And these men did the same thing when Stephen preached. They realized they had nothing. All that was there when the word came and cut away all the traditions. There was nothing there but blackness and a stony heart. God, this morning, don't let me be that way. Oh, God, let me have it. If I've got anger... If I've got a little unforgiveness in my heart, somebody. If I've got anything, Lord, take it out of me. Oh, God, give me a heart of flesh this morning. One that you can mold. One that you can prick me this morning, Lord, with your word. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. Any good to us? Now, I want to talk to you just a minute, just a few more minutes. I was talking about how Germany invaded in Russia. And they had a diabolical plan when they uh, surrounded the town of Leningrad, which is now St. Petersburg. Millions of people were in the city. And they didn't want to expend the ammunition and the, and the supplies it would take to go in and take the city and the manpower. So they were just going to just build a little hedge around it and wall the entire city in. It's called laying siege to a city. And they laid, laid siege to the city of Leningrad. And, and they starved them. And they wouldn't let any supplies in. And I wonder this morning if the devil's laid siege in your life. Oh, my. Sometimes those little things in our heart, those little pockets of resistance can break out. Amen. And Amen. might even take control of your life. Amen. The next thing you know, you don't even feel like going to church. You don't feel like reading the Bible. You don't feel like fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters. Oh. Now you're sieged off. Oh, Satan's got you hemmed around. He's got you cut off. Oh, my oh, my! So Germany did this to the Russian people, and they were dying. They had wonderful, beautiful works of art. They were selling for just a, a handful of flour to eat. They, they were chopping up their, their beautiful pianos and things and, and just using it for firewood just to stay alive. And it, when it seemed like it was the worst time ever, they were right to the back of the city was the Baltic Sea. And it was, got so cold that winter. It was one of the coldest winters. And that, was the, that winter is what actually defeated Germany. Because the ground froze and then the, the Russian vehicles could come across. But also something that happened was the very thing that that held them and kept them from escaping. The very thing that had them bound was the Baltic Sea. But something happened in the middle of the winter. It froze over. And they started bringing in trucks of wheat and trucks of, of, of bread and food. And, and they, it was a lifeline to the people of Leningrad. And it saved the city. It saved the people until they could come in and sweep the enemy away. And this morning, maybe you've got to the lowest point that you can get to. I think about the Hebrew children. When they went into the fire, and I know they're, they're having to play about this up at the camp, but I just always think about this, this scenario. When they walk into the fire... And it's like the darkest time of their life. Have you prayed up? Yes, I've prayed up. Are you going to bow? We're not going to bow. God's able to deliver us, but even if he don't, we're not going to bow. And when they got into the middle of the fire, old brothers and sisters, remember this. The only thing that burned on them, the only thing that burned, not even a smell of smoke on them, the only thing that burned on them was the ropes that had them bound. Maybe God's taking you through the fire this morning. Maybe He's taking you through a trial or a battle to loosen the very thing that's had you bound. You don't even realize why. Oh, God, I pray this morning that's the case, that He'll loosen those things on you. He might take that fiery trial to let you realize where you're at with Him. Maybe you need a closer walk. Maybe you need to pray more. Maybe you need to be more sincere. Maybe it's the thing that's held you bound for so long. God's able to deliver you this morning. You believe it? Yes, sir. Oh my. Mm mm mm. You love him this morning. I got one more story I want to tell. And this this always, as far as fighting a battle, sometimes it isn't always a fight. You know the best way to fight a battle with the Lord is surrender. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Amen. The international sign of victory is what is it? Hands up. The international sign of surrender is what? Amen. It's both the same. Amen. I surrender. Now I have victory. Amen. I surrender all, Lord. Now I have victory. But there was a picture I saw one time, many of you might have seen it. And um, it's always stuck with me. I've never forgot. I read the Fox's Book of Martyrs, and and those stories just rip your heart out. And I was looking at this painting, and it was, if you can, in your mind's eye, just imagine this. It was a, a scene. It was the, the Roman uh, Roman Coliseum, and they had. You could see the sky. The, the it was kind of the sun was going down. It was almost dark. It was right at dusk, but the beautiful painting. The kind of like those clouds there you can see, but it was getting dark, and inside the, the Colosseum was really dark, except for lights, like the torches were all around. And then you start looking at the torches, and you realize those are people, and they were hung on the cross. And they say that they used to take the women, the, the Christian sisters, because they wouldn't bob their hair off and things like that. And they would take them, and they would dip their, dip their heads down in the pitch and tar, and they would light them on fire. And that's what they used to light the Colosseum with. And in the middle of the Colosseum was a group of Christians sitting there. And they were, they were all on their hands and knees, probably maybe 20 or 30. And there was one old man standing up with his hands lifted up to heaven. They all were praying. He had his hands up to God. And you could look over here on this side of the painting, and there was lions. They were getting ready, and they just opened the gate, and the lions were coming out. And I've often looked at that picture, and it's, it's just, it impacted me so much. Because I think about, oh, God, you know, where were you and all that? Where were you? But I know that God took those people, that sacrifice. And they gave everything that they had. They would not bow. They would not relent. They would not recant to the church or the paganism at the time. But they stood fast and stood strong. Come on. And even though their blood was spilled on that ground, it made it sacred. That ground to this day, to me, is still sacred. It's hallowed ground where those martyrs died. Oh, my. And I think about my own life and I think about my trials and I'm like, oh, God, am I any better than them? When I'm in the midst of a trial or a battle and I'm like, oh, God, am I, I mean, am I any better than what they went through? God, forgive me. Help me, Lord. Help me to be stronger. Help me to trust in you. Help me to not give up. Not let up. But let me stay up. Pray up. And then, God, you take me up. I want to go up. Amen. Would the musicians come up here, Brother Tony, whoever's coming? Do you love him this morning? I just, sometimes I feel so ashamed of myself. I feel like, oh, woe is me. I guess I'm the only one in here. Woe is me. But I know one thing. He's faithful. And he's true. And he'll deliver you. Maybe it's God's will that whatever trial you're going through is to be a blessing to somebody else. But he'll make this trial a blessing. And let me tell you something, too. Let me tell you something, too. There's a song, even the valley is higher ground. Yes. And that's so true. When you go up in the mountains, we, go, we used to live in Virginia. You go up Fancy Gap Mountain, and you're at 3,000 feet. That's the valley for the rest of the mountains. The rest of them are six and 7,000 feet up in there. But once you're in the valley, you're still 3,000 feet above down here. Yes. And that's the, life of a, that's the Christian life. You may not always be on the mountaintop. There's an old song that says nothing grows high on top of the mountain. You can't stay up there all the time. And the mountaintops are really small areas. You know, it's not up there where you grow. You go up there to worship and to praise, and the the blessings of God are just moving in your life, and you're just like, man, I'm on top of the world. And the next thing you know, wow, the rug just got pulled out from under your feet. That's happened to me time and time and time again. But you know what? It's down in that valley, through the trials and temptations, that's where your soul is restored. Oh, we can't understand. Well, Lord, I'm in a valley. Well, I led you here. Psalms 23, he leadeth me beside the still waters. The Lord leads you down that way sometimes. You can't always stay up there on the high mountain. And you ain't really going nowhere. You're just there. You can't really feed your sheep up there, can you? They got to come back down where the pastures are green, meadows. Sometimes you don't want to be there, but that's where you need to be. And I thank the Lord for the the, the mountaintops. I thank Him for the valleys. I thank Him for the cliffs I feel like I've been on sometimes. Lord, I thank you all for all of it. Do you love Him? Why don't we stand this morning?
6: I think I've got my
5: coat right there. What do you got, brother?
1: The name of the Lord is Amen. A strong tower. The righteous run into you. And they are saying, The name of the Lord
5: to ask you young people, everybody just bow your heads for just a moment. We got a camp coming up and and I know the Lord is going to do mighty, mighty things at that camp. But you know what? He could do even greater exploits if you're ready. If you prepare your hearts now, clear out all the things that's, that's not right. Just think about it for just a moment. Say, Lord, is there anything in my life that would hinder you speaking to me and, and hinder the you speaking to others at that camp. And I, I just want us to pray for the young people and pray for everybody that's going to be involved in it because, you know, God put this on the hearts of these brothers and, and the young people need this. They need this, this fellowship and this, this time that they can come together with each other and to hear of the Lord. So why don't we all just just reach over and put your hand on somebody beside of you. Lay your hands on your brother. And just, we'll just pray for the young people this morning. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we're standing here in this presence, oh God, knowing that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, you are a strong tower that the righteous run into. God, we're so thankful, Lord, for your word and how that it it just gets right down to where we live, Lord. It, It just gets in and just cleans everything out, Lord. Oh God, if there's anything in my life, Lord, Lord, I know there's so much, Father. Lord, I just want to grow and I want to just clean out all the... Look look in the corners, Lord, behind the door. Lord, that shelf that's behind the door, Lord. Whatever I have placed on there, oh, God, take it out, Lord. Let me be prepared, oh, Father. Prepare me to be a sanctuary for you, oh, Father. And just, God, let me... Let me stand with my brothers and sisters, Lord, as we know that one can put a 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000. As we pray for our young people, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would just move upon them, oh Father. Lord, get their hearts, Lord, prepare them, O Father. I think about how that when they made ready that night, Lord, they dug the ditches out and they prepared for the water to come. God, may we prepare our hearts this morning, Lord, and the upcoming days. For your Holy Spirit, Lord, to just move in our lives and the lives of our young people, Lord, is my prayer. God, we love you and we thank you and we praise you. Amen. What else you got, brother? Prayer this morning? I give you my soul. Is that your testimony this morning? I live for you, you Don't live for anything else. Breath every breath, amen. Every moment you're awake. Lord, have I- raise your hands up this morning? I live for
1: you alone Every breath that I take Oh, God. Every moment Every I wait. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, have your
5: Amen. way in me. Amen. We got a prayer request. Brother Bradley Campbell said, um. That there's a brother, uh, Chuck uncle. Klop, okay, Sister Rebecca's uncle. Um, they're trying to get there. It says um, his sister Mary, uh, Becky's mama, is trying to get there before he passes. Any, I guess that's all the requests I see. I tell you, we lost a
6: Yes. My husband is an assistant even and this morning she asked me
7: for a special request, the director of the assistant
0: living to pray for her. She came to me and asked me to ask the church for a special prayer for her as the narrator of the
5: institution and all the residents. So will you please remember her? Amen. I will. Her name is Denise
0: John. Denise John.
5: He wants the microphone. Uh, not
0: this morning, brother.
5: Richard. I know Brother Ken and uh, Sister Jennifer and their family has been going to the nursing homes and, and singing and just trying to catch that last one. You just never know. All we can do is, is just cast that net and just cast that net. And we're tired of casting, just cast it again and just keep doing what we can and everything that we can to help to do to further the kingdom of God. I'll certainly stand in, in prayer with, with that request and also this one here. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for all you've done for us, Lord. Just so thankful for your blessings, dear Lord. And how, Lord, we just don't even hardly know what to say this morning. Lord, you're always faithful, Lord. We failed so many times. I failed so many times. But God, you're so faithful and you pick us up and dust us off. Look us and take our hair and push it back out of our eyes and say, just go ahead. It's okay. Lord, I pray if there's anybody here this morning, Lord, that's that's felt that same way. Lord, I just ask that you would just give them that encouragement that they need. And know that we're all in a fight, Lord. Lord, we pray for this special request, this brother, Lord, that they could get there before he passes. And Lord, I know in my own mother-in-law, Lord, as she left this earth, and what a time it was for us to be able to be there and, and just to sit around her bed and sing the songs of Zion as she took her last breath. And God, if that's, if that's what's going to happen, if that's your will, Lord, if, it, if, he's, to be, if he's to leave this earth, Lord, I just pray that you would just make it as peaceful as possible and, and just allow that closure for the family and that they could be able to be there, Lord, and to, and to experience that with their loved one. God, I pray for this other request, Lord, that the lady at the nursing home, that, Lord, she asked a special request for her, Sister Denise Johns, I believe. Lord, you know all about it. Father, may you just undertake in her situation, Lord, in a mighty way and for the residents there. God, many times they're placed in there and, and people kind of forget about them. But Lord, you know everyone. You've not forgotten one. God, I just pray that you would just remember them, Lord, and and just comfort them. And Lord, through the ministry that Brother Ken and Sister Jennifer and their families doing, God, may they reach those souls, oh Father, is my prayer, and be able to minister to them, dear fathers, my prayer. God, be with us today and... Bless our fellowship as we leave this sanctuary, but not your presence. God, may you go with us today, Father. and Bless our pastor, dear Lord, and help him to have rest, oh God. And just uh, lift him up, dear God, and, and, and give him the rest that he needs. And Lord, I just pray that you would just encourage him and let him know how much we love him, Lord. And most of all, how much you love him, Lord. God, we just ask these things in your precious holy name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You're dismissed as we sing. You can stay if you want. Lord, I give you my heart.
1: I give you my soul. I live. All right.